Well, welcome, guys. This is the uh, the Untamed Podcast. This is a uh, our very first podcast. Uh, we're not exactly for sure what, exactly you know <laughs> what we're doing here. We got some cords and some headphones and a bunch of cords at our feet. Uh, but sitting on the back porch, sitting on Josh's back porch, you're going <laughs> to occasionally hear a dog bark. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> we're kind of kind of want to start this off with uh, who we are uh, because we got a, qu- a lot of questions like. Uh, you know, like, how did y'all come together? What's the untamed? I mean, like, how did this formation start? So uh, I guess kind of let you kind of take over from there if you want to tell our beginning. Well, I mean, for me, the beginning was was Kirk and Trace. They had an idea and knew that Jay and I um, were hunting together, and you all came to, came to me, uh, and we talked about it, and Figured that in the beginning when we had four, we'd have two hunting pairs, two cameramen, you know, hunting together, and it would all run smoothly. Yep. Um, and we started The Untamed, which The Untamed is we went back and forth on names for the group mm-hmm. uh, for probably a week or better. Yeah. Uh, trying to find that name that all of us said, there it is, yeah. and we agreed on. Um, and we wanted the name, you know, to be a, uh, uh, pretty like broad, nothing that like, we didn't want to be known as like, you know, whitetail hunters or, or bear hunters or something. We just wanted to be, you know, the untamed. Yeah. You it, know? Like kind of like just a, a, a general lifestyle. Right. It, we could do anything with the untamed. Right. Because we do so much in the outdoors. Like I don't take pride in being like a, a trophy whitetail hunter right. or, uh, or just a bear hunter, a houndsman. I like, I mean, I like catching fish. I like, you know, anything I can f- feather or fur, I'm shooting it. Right. <laughs> you know. And then that, and I, on, um, I tell people all the time that we all just want to be good woodsmen. Yeah. And that whether we're hunting, fishing, like, and I've said I don't fish a whole lot anymore just because of time restraints. Yeah. Uh, like you were at the baseball field all day today. Yeah. We just got done uh, playing baseball all day today, and it's just now we're knocking out a podcast. Yep. Um, because our viewers and subscribers and followers on Instagram and Facebook keep on asking us questions on, and we're just want to let y'all know how we got where we're at and who we are. Yeah. Um, Trace uh, was with us originally, um, and he was a big part of the Untamed to get us started. But he's got a job now that demands a lot of his time. Yeah. So he's kind of took a step back. And he'll still be in videos and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. You'll still see him in our bear stuff, and I hope you see him in white tail stuff. I hope he still lets me hunt with him. But uh, uh, like Josh said, you know, he's extremely busy right now. And that's the thing. You know, right now, currently, as we're recording this, uh, I'm the only one that's doing this full time. So that's a big, you know, that's a big thing that kind of, you know, limits us to an extent is Josh is, you know, full time. He's full time. He has a company. You know, Jay's full time. Trace was full time, uh, and as it, in full time, have a job on the side, and then trying to yes, yes, trying to contribute to content for the Untamed. Yeah, and trying to put you know we're trying to put two videos out a week. Sometimes it's just one, uh, but it you know it takes a lot of work. But anyways, we've gotten kind of off track already. Yeah, with, with our <laughs> with our formation. Uh, let me. Before uh, Josh and I and Trace and Jay all, you know, kind of got this untamed thing going, 
uh, I went bear hunting one day. Tra- Trace was like, Kirk, you want to go bear hunting? I'd never been. And uh, this was just uh, – I, I got my start filming working for uh, Buck Commander, Duck Commander, and they had started a new show called Finn Commander. And I was 19, and I got a job working for them, and I worked for them for like five or six months, and then went back to school to finish my degree. Um, but then I got I, when I got back, I went bear hunting one day with Trace. And uh, <laughs> that's when I – first day I met Josh, and I was like – you know, of course, I knew nothing about bear hunting, and I didn't really care anything for it. I had just something to do at the time. And uh, I was like, man, this guy, this Josh guy, he's quite the character. <laughs> <laughs> he had told me, he was like, he was like, he had, he had done some filming stuff, you know, experimented with it, whatever. And I was like, that dude's wild, though, you know. He's 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 an interesting cat. But I really liked him. I was like, man, I, I like that guy. I told Trace, I was like, he seems like a, a cool guy. And he was like, oh, yeah, he is. So then, like like Josh said. Uh, but we, you hunted with us that. Right. For what the last week of season? Yeah, yep. Saw some cool stuff. Yeah, and that's where our and you filmed. I mean, that's where our starting footage. Yeah, came from. Right, right. Well, we it was that last week? Yeah, um, we had no plans or anything. Yeah, we didn't hadn't talked about anything. You were just there hunting and yeah. filming. I was, I was. As soon as I got there and started filming, I was like, wait, like no one is filming bear hunting. Uh, no one's filming anything like this. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be big time because I was like, this is entertaining stuff, you know. So, I, and I can't remember what day it was, but you were you were riding with me. Yeah. And we had um, chased this bear, and Kirk and I ended up seeing it and ended up cutting dogs loose. Well, we got it treed. Well, Kirk takes off out of the truck and says, hey, I'm going to the tree. You know, I want to go get some footage. And I was like, uh, okay, um, you know, he's never <laughs> not been to very many trees before. Um, and I think you were there for what? Did you even make it all the way to the tree? Oh, I don't when know. When it came out? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't um, know. Because that was uh, oh, yeah. Seth's friend. Not, was it Seth? No, it wasn't Seth. It was, uh, yeah, it was Seth. It was Seth? Yeah, Seth Workman. Yeah, he that was the bear he killed. Yeah. No, I was there at the tree, the only one at the tree. Yeah. And I was sitting there. And you were like, you know, oh, God. <laughs> I was taking some videos, and I was looking at my shots, making sure they're looking good and stuff. And uh, all of a sudden, like, I hear, like, and I look, and there's bark flying. And I'm like, wait, that ain't, that ain't supposed to happen. Like, the bear's coming back out of the tree. <laughs> and it took off through there. And it's going, all these people are coming up. You know, there's a bunch of people walking in the tree. And it was quite a, quite a hike. And uh, the bear's just rolling over the hill. And I see it was literally like a wave of dogs going down the mountain. Yeah. And it, it was hilarious because, you know, not everybody always gets their dogs in on the original cut. And sometimes they get it treed before you're able to get more dogs into them. But everyone wants to get their dogs on the tree just so you got young dogs or whatever. They're working them. You know, let them see the bear and, and tree and whatever. Well, there was like 20 or 30 dogs at that Yeah, we, but we got, the, we, we got the bear treed again and – um, we ended up harvesting that bear, a young boy with us, ended up uh, shooting the bear, and we got him back to the truck, and all the dogs were fine, and we start riding down there, and Kirk, he was like, this is awesome. This is great, you know, and like in that week, you were kind of not um, apprehensive about what was going on. Yeah. Like, man, I, I've never really been for the – Oh this, yeah, this, oh. this community, right, of right. hunters, yeah. But like then, at the end of the week, you were like, "Man, you know." And a year later, you know, 
Kirk's got his own hounds. Yeah. <laughs> Bear hunting all the time. Yeah. Living with my parents still, and I got trying to keep hounds in the backyard in yeah. our n- neighborhood. So it only took a week to take somebody that, you know, never been before and they fell in love with. Them. And that was kind of our start. Um, but that was the last week of the 2018 season. Yeah. And then it was January, February that uh, we all got together and started the Untamed Up of 2018. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would have been last week of 2017 season because then going in 18 is when we started turkey. That's hunting. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's 2019 yeah. now. Right. Yeah. Right, you're off a little bit there. Yeah. But it, like, like Josh was saying there, I thought, you know, hound hunting was like this lazy sport or whatever. You just you just turn dogs loose and they treat the bear. And there's people that comment on our videos and say stupid stuff like that because I was one of those stupid people. But that is not it at all. I mean, like, the amount of work you got to go to put in, not only just to keep your dogs year long, I mean, like, it ain't easy. You can ask Josh. He was just out there feeding and watering his dogs to feed and water your dogs or if you go on vacation or do whatever every single day, you know, to do that. And that doesn't include the training part of it. You got to get dogs in shape. You got to figure out what dogs are cold nosed, what dogs you know can rig, what dogs are your your fast catch dogs. I mean, there's just so many different dynamics to it. It ain't just as simple as throw some collars on dogs and let them go run. Yeah, and that's what I thought it was, and that's probably what a lot of people that you got to experience it to really have respect for it. And you got to, I mean, all those things that you just talked about come into play, and then you got to worry about their health, give them all their meds. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, it's like having ten babies out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, taking care of them all the time. But so that's how that's how Kirk and I came together, and and Kirk and Trace had hunted together before, um, and then brought Jay in the mix because Jay and I hunt together all the time, and it's worked out so far. But like I said, Trace has had to take a step back um, because of his job. You know. Hopefully he's still involved. He's going to be involved no matter what, but hopefully he's involved uh, still on some of the deer hunts and He'll uh, definitely, you know, definitely be hound hunting with us. Yeah, for It sure. just depends on his work schedule, on what he's able to do. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of. And that was the start. That was the start um, of us. Then we went into turkey season, and those were our first, you know, like we tried to do like day videos of turkey season. That was kind of an experiment, you know posting all content during season because typically shows you know like especially tv shows they film content a year year back it's like 2017's turkey footage is being shown you know right before the spring or during the spring of 2018 and that's something different um that you know you see guys like us uh the hunting public hushin hushin whatever it is i can't i don't know how they say it uh born and raised just you think of youtube channels um that's you know hunting style like we do uh they're posting videos during season, and uh, that's that's something to get used to as an editor because you're hunting, then you're going home, dumping the footage, and immediately starting to edit it so we can get the content as quick as possible. And that's when we started experimenting with that. And I think, I mean, I, I was trying to look here on our on our channel. How many videos have we released? I would say about 70, well, 75. I, I was thinking 80. Yeah, somewhere So 80 there. videos in a little over a year, and that's that's really – um, cranking it out for us. Yeah, having full time jobs. Right, and that uh, long. I mean, up until this summer, I've been in school all four of those. I mean, all well. Yeah, that, Kirk that just graduated. Yeah. Um, and 
my work, I have I have a construction company uh, that's my main um, focus for now. Um, Jay is a pharmaceutical sales rep, which he gets tied down all the time. So everything we're doing, I mean, we we're like in my, I mean, everybody out there hunting that's not doesn't have a cable television show or full-time on the YouTube channel. Right. I mean, we go to work. If we have extra time, then we're hanging cameras, right. running our dogs. I mean, it's a continuous cycle of uh, time restraints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's, I mean, that's that, that makes it, it makes it tough with them being, you know, having to, not only do they have to work full-time, they got families. Their kids play travel baseball. Uh, they, you know, their time is limited, but they, when we have time, we try to make it count. Yeah. And so. we took on an intern this year. Yep. Lane, um, Lane Harmon. Um, so I think that that's going to help a lot for sure. Cause like, you know, there's some days Josh has got to work. Jay's got to work. Well, I'm trying to hunt, trying to kill that's a deer right. and, and uh, I ain't got anybody to, you know, film with it. It leaves me to solo film. Now we got Lane on, you know, it just, it'll make something so much easier. Cause on those days like that, he can go with me. Right. And then if, if, you know, he can, of course, go with Jay or Josh at any time, too, because he's always going to be available. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it makes it easier, too, from a family aspect to have three people. Yeah. And it just, it works out a lot better. So, um, pretty excited about Lane and teaching him. Uh, Kirk's had him out a lot so far this summer. Yeah. And then in August, he's just, he's just been, he lives here locally where we do. And he's just been kind of coming when he's available. But in August, is he's starting you know, every single day. So that's going to be a good transition for him. Yeah. Hunting or not. We don't literally don't hunt every single day, but once deer season of, you know, bear season get tied in together, it's basically every single day. Yeah. From, so. I, you know, our opening season comes in Labor Day weekend. Yeah. So from Labor Day until mid January, well, not even mid January. I mean, you take last year, we hunted from Labor Day through turkey season yep it was deer and bear in the fall and hogs and then we you all went mountain lion hunting mm -hmm. when we went to the ata show and then we coyote hunted and then we turkey hunted and then i then we got a break <laughs> yeah and it's that's right i mean we're still even we're still putting bear videos and now in training we went straight out from turkey season this year we would the week the this the week season went out i think I started running dogs. Yeah. I mean, it's – so it's constant. Yeah. Um, and it's constant balance of time between work, family, and then doing the untamed. Right. Um, and um, we have a lot of strong uh, women in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. put up uh, with what we do um, because we – all of us that are involved have a real passion for the outdoors and, and – capturing everything and letting you all see what we do all right all right so uh yeah so if you all uh you know uh, we're gonna try to i guess address a few questions now um we've got some that I've, we got on instagram and some people have asked on facebook but we also have some uh videos uh where i ask you know if people wanted to ask questions um they could you know feel free to ask us so i guess we'll address some of those right now uh on instagram let's see here Zach asked, untamed guys grow beards, not patches. <laughs> and he's referring to me because 
I really can't grow a beard. I'm trying. And I figured, you know, being full-time, doing hunting videos on YouTube, this would be a great time just to, like, try to grow a beard, even though it doesn't look that good, and just let my hair grow. I'm going to try to grow my hair out, too, because this would be a great time in my life to look homeless. Because, I mean, like, what else do I have to do? Well, um, I don't have that issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, I think I trimmed up for the last time. Oh, all right. Y'all uh, remember him saying that. This summer yeah. before season comes in. Um, so I won't, I won't trim, uh, any more than Jay. Jay can definitely grow a, a thick beard. And, yeah. but, uh, I think work, he gets, he gets his hand slapped every now and then because he's, he's working around a bunch of professionals. I don't, I don't have to worry about the, my look because I'm out, um, I'm outside every day. Yeah. But, uh, Kirk, he does have some issues. Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh. You know, but we're working on we're it. We're working on it. I've been trying to grow one for like five or six years now. I'd rather you see patch. I'd rather see you all patched up and just hair everywhere. Yeah, that's than what I'm I would than I would the Rick James mustache. Oh no! Like <laughs> I've talked about it. That's the only way I will go back to the mustache if if it just looks ridiculous. Right now, I got <laughs> I've got a, a Native American beard. You know, it's an Apache here and Apache there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yeah. Eugene Moss on Facebook asked us, what bows do all of us shoot? And that's kind of uh, – Oh, they're cranking up. (laughs) Josh hit him with the old tone. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The – our bows – so our deal with the bows this year – is uh bear archery reached out to us and asked us if we would uh shoot their shoot their product and uh we went kind of back and forth talking with them and didn't get into any contractual right uh obligations but they were nice enough to send us archery setups and we're going to try them out yep. um they're a good looking bow um i'm shooting the the uh the kuma 33 uh oh. Jay's shooting the Divergent. Divergent. And um, I'm shooting the Kuma 30. Yeah. So we're all three shooting different bows. And we've, in the past, we've shot, uh, I've shot Matthews, Elite, Bowtech, Hoyt. I mean, I've owned every bow under the sun. I don't think I've ever owned a PSC, but it just. I yeah, see. I mean, and Jay still has his uh, Bowtech. Yep. Kirk still has his. Uh, nope, I don't have mine. I did tra- you sold it? No, I didn't sell it. I traded it. Part of that that white hunting truck y'all see I got sometimes that was part of the trade. Oh, that was in that trade. Yeah. So uh, and I've still got my Halon Matthews Halon thirty two. So, um, but we're gonna we're gonna shoot these bare bows and uh, see what they're made of and yeah, give they, them a shot. Yeah, exactly. And then that's the thing. Like you might be like, okay, why are y'all why are y'all why are y'all shooting them and whatever? Uh, and why didn't we like you know not come up with a, any type of deal or anything? It's because we don't want to shoot, uh, or or not even shoot. We don't want to push any products that we haven't used before or we don't believe in. Um, and that's what you know. We wanted to give these bare bows. I hadn't shot a bare bow in forever. You hadn't either. I I, I haven't shot one since they owned Jennings. I shot a uh, Carbon Extreme. So you. that was like in 1991. Oh, that was like 1923 <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Like that's what I'm saying. We hadn't shot one in a while. We wanted to give them a shot before we started, you know, backing these products and stuff. And we're not gonna, 
we're not going to push, you know, BS products on you all. So anything that you see us, if we're actually promoting it, then we really believe in it. Like, we're not going the TV route where we're shoving products down your throat and all that stuff. If we're pushing it, we believe in it. Yeah, and, and we want to um, we want to develop a relationship with them um, to see how they operate and how they treat us, which will give us an indication of how they treat their customer, how their customer service is. Um, so we came to a gentleman's agreement that they'd ship us some product. We'd try it out, let them know what we think. Yep. And we would go from there in the future. But uh, we're going to try them out because they, they were nice enough to send it to them. Yep. Uh, okay, getting off the bow subject, uh, someone asked, uh, let's see, uh, what kind of dogs we run and everything. And you see from our videos, we primarily run uh, walkers. Now, Josh. Those guys primarily run walkers. <laughs> I am a melting pot <laughs> of color. Yeah. Um, it's like the U.S. of A. Yeah, I've got uh, I've got blue dogs, red dogs, plot, and the Walker um, dogs that. Uh, most of our bloodline is. Yep. Um, but and why is that? Well, someone might ask. I mean, well, for me, um, and and everybody know in our, in our group, everybody knows my goal is to go to nothing but the Walker lines that we have. Yeah. Um, to that cross, um, the the blue and red dogs and the plots that I have, they're good dogs they've been good dogs um but they're not of the level they just they just they don't have the speed yeah and that's um and when you're running a pack of hounds i don't like having three dogs up here and then five dogs strung out uh behind them i like for the pack to stay together and the dogs that i have right now um the other dogs that I've talked about besides the walkers that I have, um, they're just, just a little bit behind. Mm -hmm. um, and, and and it ain't, like Josh said, we don't care what collar dog right. is. We don't, we don't care. If it runs, we're going to run it. Um, but we have found, you know, the, the particular line of walkers that we like to run perform better um, than anything that – and it, like, it ain't because we just like the way walkers look or we like walkers or, or whatever. We just want, you know, to put the best possible dog out there. And so that's that's kind of, if you see in our videos, most of almost everybody's running walkers, and it's for a reason. It's not just because we were, I mean, everybody in our group is pretty much, you know, first-generation houndsmen for bear hunting. Yeah. That's and, that's the other greatest thing is, like, we don't have, and I, I love reading the stories and, Bear Hunting Magazine and Full Cry, uh, Southern Hound Hunting. I mean, they interview these guys that have, their great-great-grandfathers have hound hunted. Right. And it's just been passed down the line. They're really carrying on the tradition. But everybody in our group is a first-generation hound hunter. Yeah. Uh, Chad's been doing it the longest. Uh, I started tagging along with him uh, several years ago. And it's just we got a real good group of guys, but we really have learned by just being out there and 
trials and tribulations. Right. I started with some old guys that we still hunt with from up in northern West Virginia. Um, but that's the greatest thing about our group is uh, everybody's young. And you often see that we take all of our kids with us. Um, and it's real important just to keep on passing it down. It's a great way to get kids in the outdoors. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, like Josh was saying, it, it, we don't have that. And I see it a lot, and I, I don't relate to it because I've never been around it, but we don't have that, like, tradition of, like, it's, it seems, you know, especially with plots, um, people have got this, like, tradition of only running plots or only running blue dogs or whatever. Right. But, like, we don't have that tradition. All we have is we want fast dogs to catch bears, you know, when it comes yeah. down to it. Put us up a tree. And that's what I've always said, you know. You know, several people have commented <laughs> on YouTube on our videos, like, Man, Josh got every everything in the box. Yeah. Got blues, reds, uh, and I've never been partial to one color or not. Uh, I just want my dogs to run bears. Right. That, that that's it. Um, now, and like when like your your plot dog though, uh, he's a pretty cold nose. Oh yeah. You know, and yeah. and right now that's you don't you don't have a lot of older dogs, so that's valuable to your pack because yeah. he can get track started. He can rig, and, and you know, it's that's the first dog you're cutting off to get that track started. And of course, you're trying to develop some of your, you know, younger, fast dogs to be able. Yeah, to I've do got that. I've got four dogs that uh, aren't over eighteen months. Yeah, um, they're anywhere from seven months to uh, I think Hoot's the oldest one. He's a year and a half now. Yep. Um, so it helps with the old dogs teaching them. And and Bud, he's an old dog that I got off of my buddies up north. He's a real, I mean, he's a real bear dog, um, full of heart, uh, never gives up. Yep. And he's a truck-to-tree dog. And, uh, and then I got a couple pack-in dogs that are of color, and um, they've been loyal to me. And um, Zeus, you know, uh, broke his back. Back in December, we had a, a uh, incident during season uh, that, our viewers haven't seen yet um but they you know i'm gonna keep those dogs and in, in, until they go into the next life because they've been good to me right all right yeah so uh i guess we can keep the the questions rolling didn't the one guy ask us what we feed yeah ask us what kind of food we feed and then how much um for for me um uh, I feed uh, Perina, the chicken and rice, and then I put, I mix with the beef too, uh, is what I feed. And the amounts that I feed the dogs is not a set amount. Um, I feed each dog a different amount depending um, if they put on weight bad and they're hard to get weight off. Um, I'll give them a little more if we've been on a hard run. Um, it all depends. I mean, there's no... I'm not on a two cups a day, right? No yeah. matter what, you're not specific. Yeah, I mean it all depends on time of year. And like you said, you know, like the dogs right now, they're not eating a lot. Exactly. I mean it's 95 degrees here in West Virginia, and the humidity is terrible. Mm -hmm. The dogs aren't eating a whole lot right now, so I don't feed a whole lot. Um, I mean, do you feed? Do you feed Perina? Uh this is going to sound pretty embarrassing, but I have no idea because my parents buy the dog food. Oh, well. If we're being honest. Well, I mean, it, free dog food yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. 
And I'm I, just going to tell you. And we got a couple dogs in the house, so uh, Blish just kind of eats when she wants. But I have her out so much that she doesn't gain weight, you know. That's right. You know. So I ain't gotta I ain't gotta worry about that right now. When she gets older, it'll be you know they can start putting on weight. It'll I'm be pretty easier. sure that Chad feeds Perina. Yeah. Um, I'm not a hundred percent on what Bucky feeds or Zach and Craig. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty positive that Chad feeds Perina and I feed Perina. Um, and it seems to do fine with our with our dogs. Yeah. Uh, someone asked. Let's see. Dawson Landrum. I think that's how you say your name. I'm not very good with names. He asked, uh, have y'all ever tried free casting before? And if you don't know what that is, it's just kind of like you let your dogs out and they go down into a holler or, or wherever you're hunting for us, it would be like a holler. And they go down there and just hunt, 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 hunt for a track. And then, boom, they might find one or or whatever. Um, we don't really hunt our dogs that way. We we don't free cast um, from at least when I haven't. I haven't seen anyone free cast. We haven't free casted. Um in probably the last two seasons, but now Craig and Zach's dogs, um, prior to that, they had some of the best free casting hunting dogs um, that I've seen. Now he, they free cast, Craig free cast a lot, uh, just putting them on the ground and letting them hunt, and they did really did a good job. But most of the time now, um, we're rigging them, you know, spotting the track or spotting the bear. Yeah, yeah. Um, or and then sometimes, you know, especially in December, we're just walking with the dog. Oh yeah, now we and, and that's kind of like free casting. Yeah. Because we're just walking these these uh, flats at different elevations on the mountain. Yeah. And covering a lot of ground. Everybody will start walking different areas, and we're just letting the dogs hunt with us, and it and it's kind of free casting. Right. Right. Um, but it's not, I wouldn't consider it, you know, free casting. Right. Just because you're not, you know, they're not free to. <laughs> yeah. You're not letting them, like, free cast a coon hunt. Right, right. Uh, where they're going to work a whole holler and come back to you. Yeah. Um, and especially, like, we never would even consider it that time of year because there's so many bears out and stuff. That it's yeah, just, I mean, the bear population here is. Uh, it's awesome. It's tremendous. Yeah. Um, and it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> even. Even with the the yearly harvest that West Virginia has, yeah. Uh, someone asked, "Do the dogs ever hit on coons?" Um, I would say yes, definitely, yes. Uh, because uh, I, I know I coon hunt Bliss, so she should be hitting on them. Uh, I don't. She ain't like a by any means a serious coon dog. She was probably, I mean, she wasn't. She was like six, seven months old when I was taking her back after bear season. Yeah, and so I was just taking her out with some buddies, letting her coon hunt, and then. Uh, you know, I know other people probably couldn't hunt their dogs. It is of my opinion that if you're a hound hunter and you have hounds and you tell me that your hounds have never struck anything besides the animal that they're supposed to be hunting, right? then I'm probably going to call you a liar. Yeah, well, you, you ain't because, no problem. Well, not not a liar, but you're a fibber because <laughs> I've seen seasons – that we've bear hunted and we've only run well not even run we uh chad and i've hunted seasons that on a 30-day december stretch that we cut six tracks all december yeah those dogs these dogs they want to hunt um so if they come across the scent and they haven't been able to hunt i mean they're going to strike stuff you just got to know your dog 
enough that you I can say if Gage strikes because uh, Gage will strike a coyote every now and then. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But I know I can tell the difference of him striking a coyote and striking a bear. Right. Usually when that's a bear, you know, that box is yeah. they're rolling. And the uh, but yeah, to answer your question, uh our dogs do strike other animals. I've seen them strike turkeys more than you know, they'll strike turkeys. Yeah. Um and and then not to not to get off that subject, but I just want to give you an example about the free casting stuff. I just thought of it. The video that we put out, uh, it was like the best bear hunting video ever, the beginning of it. Um, if you're just listening on the podcast, you can't see. Of course, this is going to be on YouTube, too, so I'm going to put a visual up. But when that the very first video, when the bear comes off yeah. and he comes out of the creek and then he comes up the hill, uh, Chad and Trace were walking. Chad and Trace were walking that. You know, like Josh said, that's not exactly free casting, but we were just, they were walking a big point with those dogs. And then, bam, Chad gets on the radio, says, hey, they take off after it. We think we got something. And then we're rolling, rolling. Josh is getting closer to the Garmin, and I'm like, I see the bear. And then that's when that bear comes off that point where they came from and then crosses right there. And that was an example of Yeah, and that's that's as much as close as we get to free casting yeah because those dogs when we take them walking they're not on leads we're just letting them hunt yeah and they'll go down the hill up the hill and come back across and when they take a track out uh but that that is that's a good example of the level of free casting that we do yeah um and then other stuff you know not just coon but i bobcat hunt bliss now we bob and i would actually want to start filming it um but after uh season last year i went with chad and trace a lot in the snow anytime it snowed we would just take off and we would bobcat hunt and of course just look for tracks you know fresh tracks and we turn them we could run them but we were hunting around these uh you know these reclaimed strip mines which you see in our videos all the time and there are tons and tons and tons of holes and every and rocks, single time crevices those cats go to those holes i want to try bobcat hunting somewhere um you know which is timber like like right. there's not all those holes because those cats every single time the dogs would just be taking the track out they'd cross the road we'd see them we'd see the cat you know and then bam they'd go in a hole and I never filmed it we never put any videos out on it just because it was just kind of it was like you're chasing a ghost yeah but, you know but and that that's a good reason that they were doing it at the time I was just trying to get Bliss out on anything and everything but the reason we're doing that is now we can take our dogs out west yeah. and treat cats later that year which we're going to do that video soon. Uh, I went out there with, uh, you know, Chad, Trace, and our buddy Jack, and uh, we went out on public land and treated a cat the very first day. So, you know, that's the reason we're running those bobcats, so we could, you know, get them used to, you know, I guess uh, I'm sure the, the scent is different from a bobcat to a mountain lion, but it's just getting them used to running cats and not bear. Yeah, that's so, right. So, yeah, we do. Like, that's what I love about Bliss is, I, you know, if if we're bear hunting, she she goes and trees a coon or whatever uh or runs a bobcat i don't care because she's a, a meat dog you know i like if she runs it i'm excited other than deer and coyotes i don't want her running deer yeah. and coyotes <laughs> yeah we, we it's illegal to run deer so yeah you can't hunt with dogs in the state of west virginia for deer um yeah, that's not really the only thing that i worry about is coyotes and dog and deer yeah that's like you know we absolutely turn them off that we do not want them on coyotes or deer and a funny story about uh coyotes we were chad and i last december we were walking down a point 
And Bliss was either six or seven months old at the time. And uh, this is in December. And I see her, like, the tail goes up. They got these curly tails our walkers do. A lot of them do. And uh, I see her tail working, and you can tell she's smelling something. And Chad goes, she's going to bark. She's going to bark. And she goes, you know, lets out a big a big howl. And they take off. And then Ike, which is Chad's, like, he's his most cold-nosed dog. Yeah. And, by the way, he's a 100% train walker. Almost all the walkers have running walker mixed into him. But he's he's a different line than what we run. And he's a 100% train walker. Chad got him when he was two years old from a coon hunter. But, anyways, Ike takes off on it. And if Ike takes off on it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, like we are rolling now. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Bliss barked on it first. She's like six or seven months old. They're running it, running it, running it. Well, then it starts going up a road, and it's staying on a road. And if y'all bear hunt, you know, like, bears aren't going to just run roads. They cross roads. Well, Chad's brother, Glenn, ended up getting out in front of him and see, so, see something black coming. Of course, he thinks it's a bear. Well, it ended up being a black coyote. And they took off on a coyote. And I was pretty gagged. But I could, you know, it was still the fact that she took off on it like that. And she was that young. She, I knew she was gamey. And that was a good sign, you know. But, oh, yeah. But that was another example of us, like, I guess, it's it's our it's our kind of free casting. Yeah. Uh, and you're gonna, your dogs are going to make mistakes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's as if simple you, as that. If I mean, you hunt enough, they're going to make mistakes. If you hunt enough, um, they're 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 out there to hunt and run and catch stuff mm -hmm. and and that's what they do i mean um as long as it's not deer um and coyotes i mean we try to keep keep from that um i don't you know we we haven't in the past we've had dogs that that run deer yeah um that was before my time but honestly uh probably the last um Shoot, I'd say last four years, five, I can't remember. Uh, Gage, uh, probably four years ago, um, took a big buck. <laughs> um, and he hadn't chased one since. He yeah. got corrected. That kind of, and that kind of, you know, is a reflection of the, the group, you know, of how you all have, have grown as, as bear hunters. I, you know, I just, like I said, I just got my first dog last year, so I can't say me, but. Now that I'm in it, everybody's got good dogs. They're serious about it. I feel like I'm coming in a good time. You all always weren't killing, you know, 30 bears a season. No, we would have, uh, I mean, heck, till two years ago, three years ago, hell, I had a bunch of pot liquors. Yeah. You know, I just, I picked up dogs off the street. <laughs> uh, you know, that one kind of looks like a plot. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'd run anything that, now, Chad's always had pretty decent dogs, and, and the Markham since they got into it. Yeah. But even when the, when Craig and Zach first – well, Zach didn't hunt with us at first. Me and Craig started hunting together. When they first opened uh, dog season in uh, southern West Virginia, Craig said, man, you've been doing it. Because I'd been hunting up north, and he said, you know, let's do it. I was like, okay. Man, we made a weekend trip around the state, and we picked up dogs from everywhere. <laughs> And you know, I mean, you, and <laughs> if a bear hunter is getting rid of a dog, it ain't going to be a good one, you no. know. And for the right, it depends on the price, of course. You know, that's it, exactly right. It depends on the price, but um, I'm guessing all of our, you, all of our dogs. It, it, if we want to sell any of our dogs, it's going to be real easy for us because we just say, "Hey, go go look at the videos, and you can see right. You can right, go see that dog. Right, absolutely. I recommend if you're going to buy a hound, then you take it out on trial. 
Absolutely. You either take it out on trial or you go hunt with that guy. Yeah, because there are people that will absolutely uh, scam you. Because there are dog swindlers mm-hmm. out there, and there's a lot more dog swindlers out there than there are true houndsmen. Right. Yeah. I shouldn't have said that. That that if you right if you I'm I'm just saying in general. You we're, know. we're we're very cautious. Yeah. Uh, very. You got to be careful who you're buying uh, from. Because if, we we have been burnt. We we lived the, the hard way, um, but now with our group. We have so many hounds that we cross now that within our group, we're always raising pups. Mm-hmm. We're always having litters. Somebody's got a litter every um, year. And we're very fortunate that everybody is unselfish and and gives whoever <clears throat> whoever wants a pup, right? they give them to them. Right. Now, they might sell a few pups yep. if they have leftovers. But within our group, you know, it, they're, everybody's pretty un- unselfish on supplying everybody with young dogs to keep going keep our group going but we have evolved into a pretty successful bear group yeah with with a a great pack of hounds and and it's nothing to us other than being handlers because the dogs do all the work right i mean that they're 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 the workhorses of the group right and and with when it comes to bear hunting it is so it (coughs) excuse me don't grab that mic Oh, you can. Yeah, it sounds awful when you're. I I heard that, but I mean, I was trying to get it, get it away from the cough. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. I apologize for Josh. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, very first podcast. Hey, I get here. I get corrected all the time with this technical stuff from Kirk <laughs> and Jay. I'm not I'm not a tech guy, but I, I I'm used to being corrected on 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 these types of things. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so when it comes to to bear hunting and something that I've noticed, if the best thing, if you're wanting, you watch our videos like, man, I would love to be a houndsman. I'd love to be a bear hunter like those guys. I would recommend finding a good group of guys. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to find because, you know, they pretty much have to be local, you know, within your area, within reason. Uh, finding a good group of guys and, and start bear hunting with somebody and just try to learn as much as you can. Because if you try to just start from scratch, it ain't going to be easy. Well, you're going to, if you start from scratch, I mean, you can do it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But you're going to do a lot of dog hunting. Yeah. Instead of bear hunting. Yeah. And and, and two, you know, if you don't have uh, a large section of, you know, national forest or, you know, just public land. Oh, yeah. Then, I mean, the biggest thing is access. Like, if you ain't got access, you can't, you can't run dogs because they go and go and go. Yeah. You're not going, you're not going to run on, uh, 500 acres of land right all right and that's what we have people you know they'll, they'll message us on instagram or facebook and say hey i got bears uh all over our hunting lease once y'all come in there and run them well that's fine but it's only 1500 acres and that might sound like a lot of hunting land for whitetail but for dogs you know 10 minutes they're outside of that easily yeah and then and if we don't have permission for that on if we have permission on the lease but then don't have permission outside of the lease then yeah, what are you going to do? It, it's really hard to catch unless you get very fortunate and they're short races. Yeah, in order it's not, it's not worth it to, to risk that. No. Uh, so I guess. And a lot of areas aren't good to run if you're close to main high, main roads. Yeah, I hate I hate um, running close to roads. Because it just makes you nervous. I mean, you, you have to tone your dogs off um, and, and stop them. And then if they are just hardcore, they're going to keep on going and it puts them in the road it's just a bad situation so there's certain areas that we choose to hunt yeah because of the terrain um and lack of roads and stuff yeah 
Well, would you like to switch gears to bow hunting? Yeah. Because season's, what is today? It's the 21st. So season will be here pretty in, soon. Into um, September. Into September, Virgin- right? West, West Virginia, but I think. But Kentucky comes in. The uh, 7th, I think. Yeah, so the week after Labor Day season, Labor Day, our bear season comes in, then that next weekend we'll, we'll be bear hunting in the mornings. And then bow hunting in the evenings. And then bow hunting in the evenings in Kentucky. Yeah. Um, on some public land that we found while we, well, I didn't find it. You found it while turkey hunting. Yep. Um, yep. So that'll be, uh, we're going to be hunting. Yeah. Our bear season comes in on the 31st. Yep. And then we'll have that first week there, but then uh, deer season in Kentucky comes in and we're going to try to be, I mean, obviously we can't do it every single day, but bear hunt the mornings and then try to go bow hunt the evenings, jump across the state line. Cause we're pretty close to Kentucky. Well, and the, yeah, um, and they're still in velvet. Yeah. I've never killed a velvet uh, deer. I haven't either. Um, I'm not going to be real choosy. Right. I mean, like a four-pointer bigger for me. Well, um, <laughs> I would probably I would probably be an opportunist yeah. over there um, just because I've never killed a velvet buck. Uh, I'd like to kill something a little better than a four-point, but. We'll just see how it all plays out. Hey, their 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 tags and the license, everything's pretty expensive. I'm I'm putting put some. I haven't even looked at their deer license. Uh, I'm putting put some meat in the cooler. It's probably not expensive compared to other states, but it's still you know a few hundred dollars. So yeah, but but we'll hunt there, and then we'll roll into West Virginia season. Yep. Now does Ohio? It comes in the week before West Virginia, right? No. Week uh, after, yeah, it's either it's either yeah. I know it's not before, but it's either the same or or a little bit after. Yeah, that's but right. We really like pushing Ohio in November. The uh, I forget that somebody had asked us a question on the deer hunting. Oh, it it was did we hunt public? Yeah, what land? If the is the land that we're hunting public? Yeah. And the simple answer to that is yes and no, because we hunt both public and private. Yeah, uh, we do hunt public land, and but we're very fortunate that uh, we have some private land that we're able to access to yep. and have permission to. Yeah, um, and it's not like this isn't private property like you're watching on, uh, I keep saying, you know, the Outdoor Channel, but this isn't like managed land where we're trying to grow deer or whatever. We're still opportunists. And oh, yeah, and I mean, it, and it's... There, there's no control. Right. There ain't no, you know, I, we don't plant food plots. No, I mean, here on my property, um, I've got 80 acres out, out here at my house. Yeah. Uh, I try to do whatever I can to keep the deer here and give them time. I've got a couple of food plots here, but other than that, I mean. Uh, Which none of our videos from last year came. From no. Property. No, Jay's. Yeah. Jay's was the only one the buck he killed right. uh solo filming. Right. Uh was the only one. Um That's true. Forgot about that was early. And, but most of the time we're on the ground. We're 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 hunting off foot. We're glassing. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just so much more fun because in the past I had tried to, you know and I still hunt some of some that way, but I, I try to pioneer deer and do this and do that. And now the way we're hunting, it's just pretty much you sit there and you try to spot one. I mean, we still run trail cameras, but we sit there, we try to spot one, and then if we're like, hey, I'd shoot that buck, we go after it. And then, you know, we see what direction the wind's going, and, and we go after it. 
But we're not, <clears throat> we use trail cameras and a lot of them, but we're not using trail cameras um, in the same fashion as most, most hunters are using. Yeah. We're, we mainly use cameras as a, uh, to take an inventory. Yeah, just kind of look what look at them really. Yeah, to see what what's in the area. Yeah, um, and we do, and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid to say it. Uh, we do hunt over corn occasionally. Yeah, I mean, we've used bait. We use bait. We, I mean, if it, um, if it's a legal it's form legal. of hunting, then we do it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's legal in West Virginia, and yeah. Um, and there's some people that frown upon that, but if you got if you use corn or whatever it is you use, you know, and if you're, you're killing deer with it, then you know, great for you. That's that's awesome because. Uh, it's a legal form of hunting, and and you're able to do it. You know that's right. It's hard to kill some of these deer in the mountains. You know, just straight up hunting trails, or or you pretty much got to wait till rut and hope a, a hot doe brings one by you if you're not trying to kill one over bait. Yeah, I mean, and covering a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, and glassing a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. what I was. Well, I was just saying it's like for the hardwoods, you know, areas that you can't like. Oh yeah. Spot and stock like we do in you know the the grassy areas. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to pull up our Instagram here, Kirk. I'm, this technical stuff. You struggling over there? Not struggling, but oh, here's one. Uh, thumb release first trigger. I like a thumb release. Um, I do too. But you, but you've changed this year. Jay I and think. I both shoot a thumb release. And last year I shot um, a. Uh, because I started shooting one, and I. I felt like I was getting a smoother release than I, what I was with my caliper, my trigger. Yeah. Um, and I had changed, and and then uh, Jay had shot one before, but then he was shooting a trigger, but he went back to a thumb. So we're shooting the same thumb release. Um, so I'm a thumb release guy. Jay's a thumb release guy just because it's a for a, it makes me shoot better. It's as simple as that. I can't give an explanation why yeah well um, it seems like to me a thumb release you don't want to punch it as bad or or you know like you do a trigger it seems right. like trigger releases are just really easy to have target panic and punch them right uh but i this year but i'm actually you changed yeah i changed i am shooting a back tension release and i have shot them before in the past uh, last year i shot a carter knock to it uh, thumb release which i liked um but I still have, you know, I still have target panic. And if y'all don't know what that is, if you're a bow hunter and if you've hunted long enough, you've went through it. Um, and it's basically you just get on the target and you black out almost is, is the best way to describe it. And you're just, you just, you just want to, you want to squeeze the trigger so bad to let that, uh, just cause you know, when you pull the trigger, like, it's it's over like like right you're, you're, i don't i don't it's so hard to explain it's like as soon as you get the pins on the target you want to pull the trigger and you might shoot fine in the yard you know i might shoot you know 10 ring 10 ring 10 ring 10 ring but then 150 inch bucks in front of you and you got buck fever you know you're shaking and, I and you see br you, your pins on brown and you're yeah. just like yeah you just there want it to is. punch the trigger well the back tension kind of it doesn't i don't want to say it completely takes that out but it it helps a bunch because there's no trigger to it you're just pulling through, pulling through, pulling through, and you're using it's called a back tension release. You're squeezing with your back muscles, and then I've got a clicker on mine. It's just a light tick, and it's about to go off, and then it goes off. And I you know it, it. It when I first went to it, the whole reason I went to it's because I got on YouTube and was like, "How to get rid of target panic." Well, someone recommended that, and I, I mean that was years ago. And then 
this year I want to go back to it because last year I felt like the deer that I shot uh, with you filming from you were filming from the side and I was with Trace. Uh, I felt like I got the pins on the deer and just punched the trigger and the deer was close. It was a chip shot and I I, I mean in the yard on my that foam target I'd have killed it ten times out of ten. You're uh, talking about the one that you hit high. Yeah, I hit high and we didn't find. Yeah. Well, I mean I jumped him up hours later. And yeah. He was he went down in a holler and went way up on another hillside. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just felt like I knew if I was using a back tension release there, I would have killed that deer. And they're not – they're not they're real popular in, like, 3D archery, but they're not as popular in hunting. But there are guys like – I know uh, Mark Kenyon from Wired to Hunt. I saw – I think this year he's hunting with a back tension release. So you're hoping that the concentration that it takes for you to use the back release slows you down – Right, it's not even, I wouldn't to say. To concentrate more. I wouldn't say it's concentration. It's just a. Or uh, to focus more. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't have complete, you know, and it might sound strange, but I don't have complete control just to punch the trigger. Even with a thumb release, it, I don't want to punch it as bad, but I still I still have to squeeze my thumb to make it go off. Or if you're using just a regular, you know, normal release, i got to pull my pointer right. finger. I don't have to do that. It, I just, back here, and I'm just, I'm on the target, and I'm just smoothly click shot. And it and it just it it helps me mentally and and it really like I don't have target panic when I'm shooting at any time, so it just it makes me a it's not as you know you don't have you have complete if I want it to go off I can just go, you know but I don't so I still have that well, control. That's not the purpose of it, right? Right, right. I just it I I when you when you shoot it you're going to take good shots with it, and uh, you know the only thing that you'd be worried about is say there's like a buck and he's coming underneath you quick he's trailing a dove or something. Right. And, uh, you know, you got a small shooting lane. you got to shoot when he gets through there. You're trying to stop him or something. Then someone might be worried about using one of those releases when you have to, like, time, almost time your shot. But I'm not – if it comes to that, then I just won't shoot, you know. Right. But – so he shoots back tension. We shoot thumb releases. My son, he shoots a trigger release. Yeah. In the end, it's all – What works for you. What works for you. It's just like Josh's dogs. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, it, it it's all in what works for you uh, is what, what I would recommend. I mean, I've been through – I've never shot a back tension release, um, and I don't think I'd like it. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, you got to – I never thought – you know, I didn't really think I'd like it, but until you try it, you don't know. That's true. That's true. But I'm going to probably keep a tunnel it, vision on it, the thumb release hey, and stick with it because it, I'm doing good with it. If it <laughs> – if it's if it's not broke, there's no reason to fix it. That's right. That's right. Uh, so. Holler Ballers on uh, asked us how do how do, how can he get a t-shirt? How do we get a t-shirt? Well, we have plenty of those still. So, if you go to our website, um, theuntamedhunt.com, and go to our store, and you can get all our apparel right there, and yep. we get it shipped out uh, next day. Yep. And we're actually sold out of hats right now, but that's kind of uh, what we're talking about. We're going to um, be adding some new hats to the store, so you all have to watch out for that. Yeah, should be having new apparel. Um, we're going to come out with a, a houndsman hat, you know, specifically. We haven't had a – we had one that just said – I don't know what it said. I think it just said the untamed, but this one's – we've got a cool design coming out for, yep. for houndsman. It just took us some time, and we apologize to, to all our fans, but um, that's another one of those – things that where we've got so much other stuff going on in our lives that 
sometimes we get behind on right. getting apparel out. And it ain't like we're ordering it and it's being shipped out of Jay's garage. So if your order ever gets messed up, you know who to complain to. Like, yeah, holler at Jay because our inventory setup is in Jay's garage. Yeah, he's got a big <laughs> we, shelf. Yeah, he, he's got a shelf. He's got his uh, packaging. He's got his postage machine. Um, so it's not like we got a full-scale uh, uh, consignment house right. that's – doing all the shipping we're doing all this ourselves so just just uh but if you have any complaints jay would love to hear from you yeah all. just message him directly <laughs> just, just message him directly on instagram that would even be yeah. better yeah so yeah but well. i mean it um we look forward to the season yep um be here very soon we're hopefully going to do some summer scouting videos for deer like i said we don't really uh we don't do a whole lot of uh, running. I mean, we run some trail cameras, but it's kind of when season's in is when we start hunting really hard. Yeah, I mean, it, that's what uh, Zach from the Hunting Public, when we talked, he said, he said, what type of scouting you all do? And we don't do a whole lot of scouting for deer. Right. I mean, and I, that sounds, some of y'all are watching this like, oh. Yeah. You know, it, what? <laughs> but people don't realize once hunting season comes in, of how much time that we spend behind our binoculars yep. and glassing and looking. And the, uh, and the videos don't, you know, they don't show it. Because yeah, well, you're sitting out there all day. Right. And, and, you, then, and, and you edit it, and you condense it down to a 25-minute video. Or, or a lot less. Or, you know. or I try to get them around 15. Yeah, 15 minutes yeah. that you're making a video. And yeah. So And, of course, who wants to watch a video of us glassing for hours? So it's got to be condensed. And so y'all are most of the time just seeing a uh you know, I guess when the action picks up, but there's a lot but of that's, dead time. But that's how we scout. Yeah. Is is once season starts, we, we when we're hunting, we're scouting. Yeah. Now I'll probably I will probably go over to uh, uh, Kentucky and do some glassing there. You know, before because they're definitely going to be still in those summer patterns when their season comes in, and so I'd like to at least know where some you know decent bucks are. I know I said I'd shoot a four point, but. I would like to shoot a little bit better buck than that. So I might go over there and, and just spend some time just because I'm not familiar with it. But as far as, like, where we hunt in, you know, West Virginia, we know we know from past, we know we know where the deer are going to be at. So Yeah. Um, well. I guess that'll, that'll do for our first podcast. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you all look forward to our podcast. We're going to start. We're not going to be on a regular schedule yet, but yeah. hopefully we start getting our podcast out. We start being more uh active with our viewers if y'all have any questions yeah this is um, this is really guys so you all can get to know us better and we can elaborate and just talk 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 you know the youtube yeah. videos we try to keep them keep them rolling keep a pace going you know and we just don't sit there and just blah 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 because y'all i know y'all are just double clicking you know 10 seconds skipping over that yeah so, <laughs> this will give you if you're really interested and really want to know more this is for you all yeah and and We'll talk about whatever you all want to talk about. Yeah, uh, so make sure to comment below and let us ask know. Ask us anything. Yeah, and this um, is this is going to be on YouTube. We're going to put it on all podcast listening platforms. So if you're an Android guy, uh, I don't know why you are, but if you're an Android <laughs> guy, uh, you can listen to it on whatever app you all listen to them on. If you're an iTunes guy, it's going to be on the Apple Podcast. And, uh, then we're going to be on Podbean. 
Yeah, yeah, that'll just yeah, that'll help. That'll that'll be on the Android. The Android guys can use it, right? I think that's what they use. Yeah, yeah, and of course that's where we're uploading to is Podbean, and it like distributes it for us. So, so we're pretty excited about doing these. Uh, I am because I love sitting around and, and and talking. If if nobody knows that, yeah. <laughs> um, but we're looking forward to it. Hopefully, we get out in glass this week. That's my plan. Mm-hmm. Is that we do some summer scouting. Um, if he, if you all have not gone to our Instagram or Facebook and followed us or subscribed to our YouTube channel, um, we appreciate that. Yep. So you can keep up with us because, like on YouTube, uh, we don't we can't post on there every day. But usually on Instagram, we're trying to update it every day so y'all know exactly what's going on. And it it updates on our Facebook too. So yeah, that'll that'll do it for us, guys. Hope you all enjoyed this first podcast. Um, it was just kind of, there's no like specific topic. We were just kind of rambling, discussing, you know, we're just discussing some stuff that we, uh, we knew people were wondering or, or want to know about. And so in future podcasts, I guess we'll be more topic oriented where, uh, we're talking about just a specific thing. So I hope y'all enjoyed this. I think I had a good time. I did too. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit humid out here. Yeah. It's a little hot, but, um, they all and, and and that's the thing. They all we're gonna be doing them in different places and stuff. So right now it's on Josh's back porch. Tomorrow it might be. Yeah, there's uh, not gonna be a specific setting. Yeah, we're just gonna be doing it on the road whenever. Yeah. So hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for watching slash listening to our first podcast.